You're listening to the Edible Valley Podcast, episode 214. On this episode, number three of the Chef series, The History of Restaurants. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. And a very good day to you. This is the Edible Valley Podcast. As Darren said, it's episode 214, and this is a Chef's Series episode. It's just basically being crashed by me, definitely being crashed. Darren, I think, (laughs) is crashing it, but it is his house. Uh, But we're going to learn stuff about restaurants today, which I'm really excited about. That's right. Well, this was my little series that I've been working on, and Mm -hmm. I have a lineup of guests that I'm going to bring in over the time, and... I've kind of got busy. Would you like me as a guest? I am you available are at short my notice. Favorite guest. Well, <laughs> I always want to bring Will in because he just <coughs> entertains me in so many ways. Thank you, much, Lee. Yes. So uh, you said about restaurants and kind of the history of restaurants. I sort of assume they'd always been around in some form or other, and you. So you've already just opened my mind up. Well, in a in a sense, yes, restaurants and. Feeding establishments have been around for years and years and years. But what we know of restaurants today have really only been around for about 200 years, if you think about it. And it's sort of a very interesting dynamic of how it is that we've, you know, the modern idea of what a kitchen is. I mean, because like a kitchen was a restaurant translates into... um, Restorative. Uh, Restorative and restoring. So it's a place that you're going to go to to restore your energy. It was built as a healthy place to go to. And then it's kind of, and we've always kept evolving it into something new. Um, Prior to that, it was more of just like it was a lot of inns and small places. So yes, it it was a public place, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't as established. Right. Well, when it was an inn, it was more attached to the idea that you were going in for lodging. And by the way, this is the meal today. Yeah. It wasn't like... Yeah. And so restaurants, like, I mean, we're going back to, I mean, all of through human history, like back to the Greeks, uh, the Egyptians, right? Like uh, some of the first public eating places have been known from like uh, 512 BC. Whoa. In, in ancient Egypt, uh, which they served a dish of uh, plated cereal, wild fowl, and onions, right like that that was that was what was coming out of those and then it's sort of as we established like we got more like the romans had a bunch of establishments and eateries and stuff like that yeah i saw uh i was watching a show about the history of rome and i was so surprised to see that in ancient roman times predating like restaurants there was um essentially their version of fast food which uh, kind of more like a deli, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, sir, I would, I would almost name it like street food, right? Like yeah. what right. we do nowadays, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you have these little stalls of places you can go into and they have a couple dishes and it's very, yeah, very, very awesome. Right. Like, <laughs> I love that kind of food. Uh, and it's something that was all over the world, right? Like it wasn't just in, you know, Egypt, like China and stuff like that had a whole bunch of, uh, different sort of uh, food catering establishments and tea houses and stuff like that. Right. But they were more of taverns where people came to them 
to enjoy the foods. Uh, and so it wasn't until the more modern times that we get up to that the right. restaurants really started to evolve. And I think well, I've, Darren's got a beautiful timeline that I... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I want to take... You've got a very comprehensive timeline here, but I sort of wanted to pick out a couple and talk about them. The the one the standout one. So uh, really, let's skip forward to a couple in here. The um, It says, you've got it here, that January 1st, 1765 the world's first restaurant. And so uh, that's, it differentiates itself from the others as being what we define a restaurant yeah. as nowadays. Yeah. In that uh, up until then, it was one item, one specific thing right. or whatever. It wasn't really based around the dining. The modern day restaurant. That's right. So yeah. this became more about options, foods uh, that people were going to enjoy specifically. It wasn't there as a, well, here's get some food in your belly. It was, you know, this is an experience. here. And, and the other thing I'd like to say is, too, is that yeah. a lot of chefs and cooks at that time weren't in restaurants That's because right. they were in private aristocrats' houses wow. cooking there. Yeah. Like, that was the sort of the, the progression. Yeah. If you were a chef, you would go and do your apprenticeship and work in um, these, these great mansions and houses. Right. And it right. wasn't until... Uh, yeah, until... Uh, Boulanger, they they don't actually know his first name, but uh, Mr. Boulanger or Monsieur Boulanger, uh, he created this restaurant um, that he called a restaurant uh, for its restorative properties, and it really was just a soup shop. It had bone broths and uh, bouillons and that sort of ilk but yeah the idea was that you would go you would restore but there was there was a, a dining element to it right and, that's and that was 1765 yeah, yeah that was 1765 well yeah i wonder if it was seen then you mentioned mm -hmm. john the aristocrats and i wonder if it was seen as the ability for people that were normal middle class people and i'm assuming this was for people yeah. that had more some level of disposable income if it was seen as their ability to kind of get on get in on the act at a lower mm. price point yeah i mean probably. i'm not sure if there's any way we could really know i don't uh, know that kind of thing i don't know but i mean it uh, yeah you can't really who can say how it was taken at that time but uh, then you have like literally next door um, next to Boulanger was I can't even say this and I'm somebody that doesn't have problems with French uh, <laughs> Le Grand Tavern Le Londres Fondid uh, and this Sorry, is I didn't mean to laugh yeah I'm cruel so this so I think this is where you're seeing the genesis of it is you have uh, one of the royal chefs uh, left and started up this I guess seeing what Boulanger was doing and it's like, whoa, there's there's a, maybe a market for this or there's a, an audience for this. This um, is also you have to think about is in the same time as the French Revolution. Yeah. Right. Right. So that mindset is starting to change. Of the yeah. Aristocrats are not. The, I think yeah. This is where it really takes off, because this is when he he goes with the mindset of bringing wealthy food to the masses. Right. right? So now people are much like you were saying, this is about letting them 
experience that and taste yeah. it and what have you. And I, I imagine mm. it would have been as a way of wanting to aspire to be more. And then mm. at that time in France, when they were in the business of abolishing the monarchy, that it was kind of seen as you can be anything and do anything because mm. they're going to have a president. Yeah, right. And the president exactly. This is a great equalizing yeah. time. Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. And I think this was happening before the revolution, but mm. it was all it was building. The leading up to it. Yeah, yeah that sure. was the environment that that idea thrived. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so then we get to the French Revolution and uh, exactly that, like, um, you know, that was all about breaking down the classes and that's where restaurants really took off. Not only that, all of a sudden there was a plethora of available private chefs no longer employed. Um, because everything was sort of crumbling down and um, they they needed to do something. Right. Right. So then you get this proliferation of restaurants. But um, I mean, we can go there's there. I don't know how much we want to go into all of that. I would love to get into uh, the 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 real. I want to talk about the Godfather. Oh, let's say the Godfather of kitchens. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, Escoffier. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Escoffier. So after that, I mean, skip forward a little while. You yeah. know, skip forward a couple, uh, about a hundred years. You've now got established restaurants, um, but there's, you know, very got established restaurants in the United States. That's right. Yeah. Got their first restaurants going. Yeah. But there's, it's not really seen in the same sort of echelons that we see now. It's, it's not really seen as the high cuisine, high, whatever. There's a lot of variation, a lot of people winging it, uh, using their own, you know, tricks and trades that were passed down until, and then um, Escoffier comes along and says, I'm going to sort of set the bar. I'm going to write the book. I'm going to be the the one that establishes the way things should be done. Mm-hmm. And then from there on. He kind of, yeah, he basically, he came from a military background. Yeah. I mean, the, the whenever, like I remember at the pandemic, all the restaurants were closed for a while. So when right. they reopened, everyone was out of practice. And it was it was not a very organized service yeah. anywhere because everyone was relearning it. Can you imagine what a show the first ever restaurant would have been <laughs> right? on their opening night? I yeah. mean, there's just no procedures. Well, I think it was probably like that for a while. Yeah. You probably had multiple, like every time a restaurant opened, it was like, yeah, you you, you were taking such a risk or a gamble because... Well, and they didn't... They, here's the, the structure wasn't there. So when you mm-hmm. went into establishment, you ordered something, depending mm-hmm. on how you ordered it or what you ordered... That there was one chef working on there, and he worked on one thing at a time. So right. having food come up together was not a thing, right? Like it was like, oh, I ordered a pot pie and a salad. Well, a salad goes up, and then minutes later or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, so you're trying to establish those things. So what Escavier did is he came in and he structured it. So he had a military background. So he's mm-hmm. like, okay, so I'm going to make a brigade, and we're all going to have a task, and we're going to work on those things. So that's something we're going to work on a little bit on another series is about these the brigade different, system. The brigade system. Yeah. Which is so integral to this day. Yeah. yeah. And that was the first from the modern day restaurant. He was the one who wrote it down and he wow. said, we're going to structure it. Everyone's going to have a task. You're going to work on the grill. You're going to be the rotisserie. Yeah. You're going to be the uh, garden manager. And he, even, you know, fast food like McDonald's are famous for having oh, that system. That's right. The speedy they're, service They're system. on my list of here of other <laughs> changes to restaurants because they modernized it and they yeah. made amazing steps to structuring how a restaurant, reducing the amount of steps it takes to put a dish up. Like those, yeah. mm-hmm. time is money. And that's what we're, that's what kids yeah, are all about. Yeah, you and know, so I, that was our first step. And that's right. why he's a godfather because he created the standard 
and he said, "This is how we're gonna mm. we're gonna structure our kitchen." Yeah. So all of a sudden, everyone knows their role when they're in the kitchen. So. Yeah, yeah, and I like I say, I don't think that we're going to hurt or hinder or aid McDonald's ability to reach their market by saying this, but I think that um, regardless what you think of their food, they took that that brigade system to heart. Like yeah. they they've excelled at it. They've they've turned it into. Yeah, I mean, uh, the quality of food notwithstanding, their ability to put that together in the fewest amount of steps and what have you, amazing. And yeah. it yeah. tastes it tastes the same. Yeah, no and that and that's the other are. thing too is yeah that consistency yeah. right you need that that was one of the whole things, um, yeah and then I mean there's some beautiful highlights here of other more modern restaurants. Uh, I do like the idea that the, this sort of references the French laundry as being um, the one that legitimized everything, you know, like up until then um, American, the American audience maybe didn't really accept all of this. Uh, and it wasn't until the French laundry came along, which is a very famous restaurant um, from starting back in the seventies Yes, that, yeah, that, that all of a sudden that's when it became French cuisine was, Oh, that's the they're the they're the forerunners of cuisine right so this yeah. is where it all comes from and and uh they've definitely figured it out a lot longer or a lot earlier than we ever did but of course they did i mean they existed as a country well before the americans did <laughs> um yeah and uh, again there's other highlights here of great restaurants you've made some wonderful notes here john but um really i i, I mean i think that that brings us up to speed or does yeah it? well i think a lot of changes too you have to look at restaurants that went from the um uh going from doing the uh i'm gonna mispronounce this this is mm -hmm. horrible uh the table tablet hotel menu mm -hmm. so like a preset this is what's on the plate that's that too right going to more of a a la carte oh yes that's okay. what i'm looking at so like everything's mm -hmm. individual so you can i want a steak i want potatoes i want right. broccoli right so those are the changings up of the menus and it's it's really neat to see the evolution of how restaurants and how they are still progressing that we keep changing things and we keep bringing in different aspects into into restaurants which is always bringing a different way of enjoying food well providing the best quality food with the best amount of profit and the least most amount of labor less amount of labor like it's all yeah. all yeah. depending on i think right now we're at kind of a heyday of restaurants because or the end of a heyday potentially maybe possibly. yeah yeah just yeah. because uh you look at things like i look at a lot of these restaurants the fine dining restaurants are something that don't exist anymore it's true and if you look at most restaurants out there they are casual fine dining because yeah. You don't you don't you don't make food at tables anymore. No one does that. There yeah. used to be the old drive out to the toss Caesar salad and, <laughs> and having I, those I laugh higher levels because my first serving positions in the industry uh, were doing that. Like I used to work at a place called Gourmet by the Sea. Yeah, and Gourmet by the Sea, we had a lot of table service. So at nineteen, you know, being the youngest server they ever had, uh, being shown how to do all these things, and even then, I knew at that time I was like the days are numbered for this. Right. This service is no longer wearing, wearing a yeah. tie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I, I was, my tie was inspected every night before really? my shift started. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, same thing. And, and, and yeah, so table service is going, I think that that's the thing is that, um, in, if I don't consider myself very old, but I've obviously been in the industry for quite a while enough to see trends come and go. And, 
I would say that that's part of what a restaurant is or what defines a restaurant is that trends come and go. They're, they're going to be defined by different trends mm. every few years. We're going to be trying new things and those become trendy and then I other mean, things go to the wayside. I mean, arguably, and this is coming at it from a relatively uneducated point of view here, but the, if you look down to the US, for example, you see certain restaurant chains have got thousands of locations. Sure. And they've really mastered this art of knocking the food out mm -hmm. cheap and getting the people through the door from every level, from food that can be made with very little skill in the kitchen, so they don't have to skill up everyone in the kitchen. Exactly. Lowers their expenses. Um, but getting people in and out in 30 minutes, look at companies like Cracker Barrel, who have really 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 right. nice food and you enjoy it and you feel like you're in, a, in the countryside but you're out you're like, how the how the how the heck did they get yeah. me out there in 19 minutes which yeah. i yeah. think is in the area of their target but you know certain companies now actually not any of the ones i mentioned sure. are struggling and you could say that is a good sign that the yeah the, even the fast casual restaurants are, are struggling now and we may be seeing the back end of the heyday of restaurants yeah i mean i don't think that you'll ever will ever never yeah. i don't i don't think you'll ever see a day when there aren't restaurants yeah. anymore but the definition of what they are and what they're doing and what they're providing yeah that's always going to be changing i think yeah, yeah. So. We'll, yeah. we'll always be making food for others because yeah. that's how we connect right yeah it's yeah. like sharing food with each other so and yeah, making making a business model out of it that you make a little profit out of it is right. Always, and is we've nice seen we've seen firsthand that doesn't matter literally what the world throws at you. There are people that don't want to cook. They just <laughs> yeah. don't. They want somebody else to cook for them, and that's fine. Yeah. That's that's where we that live. Always happen. Yeah. yeah. And we need those people to do other things that. Yeah. I like to cook, so I'm going to do that, so they can do the other things that I don't want to do. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's how we survive as a civilization. So it's just, it's neat to look back at the history, be that we've had, how long we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. But yet the whole restaurant idea of what we are working with right now is, hasn't been around that long, which is quite interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Considering how much time and energy I've put into doing yeah. this industry. Uh, and then it's very interesting to see that that's going to change too over yeah. the next few years. Like if you, if you look at the list of, these restaurants on this list here, it's like, it's neat how they've progressed. Like we've had like started off with soups and stocks as yeah. to all of a sudden like 15 course meals, right? Like, yeah. right. It's pretty amazing to think how we've changed and how we've made it into an event. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I, I, like I say, the, the, my biggest thing that I see is it's a going to change again. You're right. We're on the end of a. We're at the end of something. Mm. Nobody can put their finger on it yet because we don't know what else is coming. The pandemic will be seen as something that really shifted that along. Yeah, it was yeah. an instigator for yeah. sure. Um, we just don't know where that falls yet. No, absolutely yeah. not. So, um, yeah, that was that was episode two one four. Yeah, and episode three of my chef series. Yeah, uh, yeah, and John's chef series. So really interesting. And Are so you? my next episode, we're gonna go into. We're gonna look at uh, where to work. Oh yeah. I have, I, you uh, about I have that. one of my cooks coming in to sit down and talk with me who's worked everywhere. That <laughs> is exciting. That's going to be really good. And then you're going to touch on the brigade system. And then not? after that, I've got another one of my uh, new to the industry, a very young one who's going to come in and we're going to talk about uh, the brigade system. Cool. And be like, what are these positions? So yeah. 
I'm going to apologize now for my bad French when it comes to that. I mean, yeah, they all have French names. Stumbling through. Like chef de party. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stumble through a bunch of them. Uh, and it's one of those things that uh, they're very, it's a very, it's a parade system is very French. Yeah. Mm. So all the terms are French, but there is always a modern term for it that's more. Yeah. Right. With what what okay. I do, but yeah, as well, in I, I work in a fresh ra- French restaurant, so I am going to use the French <laughs> term. So. Uh, I look forward to listening to those ones. I'm, I'm happy to hear where they go. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Edible Valley. Uh, my name is William. I'm the producer. I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. And I'm Darren Howlett, uh, overwhelmed by the amount of French. <laughs> <laughs> And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips behind the scenes. And of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> What's on the plate? That's that too. Right. We're going to more of a uh, lunch. Sorry. This is, this is my brain just melting down. I guess we did too many episodes in a row. Uh, <laughs> the cat's out the bag. Um, you know, a la carte. Oh, yes. That's what I'm looking at. So, like, everything's. Here. And this has been. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay, ready again?